welcome to part two of our episode of Drama in TESOL with Liam from Black Box Education. So when I was at school, like drama was taught very much as a separate subject, standalone. It wasn't really integrated into other classes, such as my French classes or other subjects that I studied. Do you see that there is a benefit of integrating drama into other subjects? For me, it's the devising and making of original drama and the, the processes and the conventions of that that other teachers can embed into other subject areas. Um, and that's something that I've researched into and applied to the um, resources in Black Box, and I'll give you two examples of that. Um, we've created something called the toolkits. Um, so the first toolkit is exploring stimulus. So stimulus is any object, any anything really that, that is going to stimulate and give you ideas. So it could be like, um, I don't know, a cup of coffee, Absolutely. Um, a stuffed toy, reality, anything yes. like that. So uh, actually let's apply that to a subject area. So the stimulus could be a plant in biology. Mm-hmm. So of course there's going to be these scientific experiments around that, mm-hmm. but first of all we need to research around it. Um, so the, the first um, toolkit that we created was the exploring stimulus. So in that is 25 routines that any subject can use when they're exploring a new topic. So let me give you some examples of that. So one of the um, one of the processes in the toolkit is photoethnography. So how do we use that in drama? So imagine we're creating a play based on family values. So a student may go home and photograph and document every time that their family engage in activity when mum's cooking in the kitchen. So they're documenting family values. Mm-hmm. So they will then bring that back to the drama classroom, we'll explore them, we'll create mm-hmm. um, still images, thought tracks based around those images. So let's apply that to a science-based classroom. So imagine that they are looking at the biology of plant formation from seeding up until growth. Um, They might get their smartphones and document every plant that they see um, throughout the various stages of growth Mm -hmm. on their commute to school. So they might, say, document 10 to 15 plants. They then go back, print them out, and explore them in the science-based classroom. So those 25 um, exploration activities in that pack can definitely be applied to other subject areas. The other one is the Drama Conventions and Techniques Toolkit. That is 40 processes that a teacher can use again in any subject area. Um, So let's give that example again in a drama classroom. A still image. Still image is creating a representation of life that is frozen in time. So if students are looking at the conflict of rival gangs, as an example, they might create a still image of the two gangs just about to go at war with each other. Then we'll explore that through other drama mediums. We can apply that to a history class. So imagine that they are studying the suffragettes movement at the early 20th century. They might watch a short documentary from the teacher, they might have a chapter of a book that they need to read, they might listen to a podcast. Once they've engaged in that, the teacher then might say, right, create a still image of Emily Pankhurst up mm-hmm. in the stand and the rest of the women surrounding her. So then they'll create the still image. Then they might do the next drama technique in the pack, which is a thought track. 
So what is Emily Pankhurst thinking at this moment? And then a thought track is when the character speaks the thought out loud. So you might go around different students in the classroom and say, thought track, thought track, thought track, and then they'll do a thought track of the different characters that they're portraying in that scene. Wow, so it's really quite versatile. Definitely. So for those teachers who may not have used much drama in their classes, what sort of techniques or activities would you suggest that they try and use out in their language classes this this week to try and integrate more drama into their lessons? So I always say if you're going to be working on voice work and drama work, start with a vocal warm-up and maybe a physical warm-up if you're going to be doing something more physical. That's a great um, way. Sorry, that's a great way to start a lesson. You can just oh, literally start the lesson yes, with that, can yes, you? And that'd yeah. be a really engaging yeah. way, like just to get the learners in, get them moving as well. Maybe what's great as well is that once students start getting used to warming up their bodies and warming up their voices, and especially if they're um, older students in secondary school, is that they can start to have authorship of that mm. start of the lesson. So you will say, um, "Oh, Eve, next lesson you're mm. going to run the warm up. So can you find a warm up that we're all going to engage with?" Oh, that's a okay. fantastic yeah. idea. Same again with the vocal wall. You're going to be um, the autonomous control of, of their learning. Mm-hmm. Um, super important. Um, one thing that I'm sure most TESOL teachers have used in their classroom is the idea of role play. Um, one person texts on one role, and then the other person texts on another role, and they have a conversation. When we think about role play from a real drama point of view, there's three concepts that you've got to really allow your students to understand. And there are actually three very simple concepts. Who? Who are you playing? Okay, well, we've been learning about um, ingredients and groceries. Um, So let's do a role play that you're in a shop, you're going to make a cake, you need the ingredients. So you're going to play the shopkeeper, and I'm going to play the person who is making a cake, and I need the ingredients, okay? So we know who we're going to be. We know where we are. That's the number two. Where is this set? It's set in the bakery shop. What do we want? That's the third point. What do we want to get out of this role play and out of this conversation? Well, I'm making a cake. I need the ingredients. And you, as the shopkeeper, are going to use customer service, and you're going to provide me with those. So really simple who they are, where they are, and what they're going to be doing. Um, again, the second thing that I would suggest is, again, it's a process-based um, technique, and it's called um, teacher-in-roll. Now, teacher-in-roll really works best that you prepare this before the lesson begins. So, as an example, imagine that your student's going to be learning um, a day at the doctor's, so medical, the, you know, the, the, the feeling a bit sick. So we're going to be learning the conversation of what we might say to a doctor or the receptionist, or we might need to call up a, an emergency um, line. So the context is medical. So um, the teacher in role, before that lesson begin, might put on a doctor's coat, um, a stethoscope, and as the learners are entering, this works great for primary school students, mm-hmm. um, is that they see you in costume, they see you in role, they get excited about the learning. They get um, this energy to engage in the learning. So imagine throughout that full lesson that you play the role of the doctor 
and you're teaching them all. When you talk to me, you would say this. Mm-hmm. When you talk to my receptionist, and then you might have a quick change of the wig. Oh, hello. Yes, welcome. So that idea of changing characters through costumes um, really engages those young learners. So teacher in role is a good introduction. Yeah, because they're able to suspend disbelief quite easily. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, But even in secondary school, um, we do one um, called Spies. So the the teacher in role takes on the role of being this big spy and the the students go on a mission around the school to find it. So those are age 14. But because the teacher takes it serious and they have actually embodied and become that character... That you know they, they they kind of engage with that, so mm-hmm. it, there's got to be believability, and that takes some skill as well from the teacher. But yeah. if that believability is there from the beginning, then it's got to be there from the start of the lesson. Then students do seem to engage. Um, and then the third point that I want to talk about is um, a convention that we call writing in role, um, and this is great, especially for TESOL because you are looking at two skills. You're looking at the writing, the written work, and you're looking at the, 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 the spoken language. So imagine that they've been looking, let's use the example of the doctors. Um, and the doctor said, well, if you've got any more symptoms, just send me a quick email um, about what it is. So writing in role is that you taking on a character and writing something as that character. And there's loads of examples. You can write a diary extract. Mm -hmm. You could write an email to somebody. You could write a letter to somebody. It could be a social media post that you're writing. But you are embodying a character in a situation and writing as that character. So, of course, the day they will write this, then how do we dramatise that? Well, there's a, a variety of methods that you can use. You can ask the student to read it out in character. So, of course, they're looking at intonations, they're looking at pause, they're looking at pitch, about how to really vocalise something. Um, You could pass it on to another person in the classroom and say you're reading it as their character, so they can start to read it out as well. And then the third part will be dramatising it. Okay, so let's take the diary extract and create a drama, create a scene based around that. Some excellent ideas, yeah, really creative. It really is, and they're so practical, they're easy to apply, mm-hmm. and I really like the idea of actually getting into the role, as you say, the teacher in role, teacher in role yeah. put mm-hmm. on costume mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I think that could be applied to not just TESOL, but many other subjects. Yeah. I've observed a few lessons, actually, of teachers that did that, and uh, it worked really well. I, I saw a really good uh, hospital doctor's mm-hmm. lesson where that actually happened. So is there a particular resource on your webpage that you would recommend for TESOL teachers? I would definitely recommend that teachers look into our flashcards. Um, So we have three currently in our first collection, um, and I would definitely look into the Drama Techniques and Conventions um, flashcards and the Exploring Stimulus. I think they work really, really well. And if you are in a classroom that is yours and you can creatively adapt and change that, I would definitely look into... um, our poster sets. They come in packs of three and there's a lot of different areas and subjects um, and tools that that you can use. But also kind of keep looking back because we're currently developing it to be a publishing house. um, So we've got a few books um, and um, publications that are currently going to be developed over the next year. Um, And really easy, www.blackbox.education. 
that's awesome thank you so much Liam for giving all those great tips and practical advice for uh, listeners of our podcast you're welcome I hope they can take something away from today and, and apply it in their own practice that's all from us today thanks for listening goodbye bye so if you've got a question that you want us to answer you can contact us at www.tsolpop.com alternatively you can contact us on social media we're on Instagram Facebook and LinkedIn And that's all from us this week. See you next week.